Hello and welcome to the Highway to Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. E, the Stem Cell Guy. In this episode, I am joined by Angelo Polly. Angelo is a transformation specialist and founder of MetPro, the advanced methodology that analyzes your own personal, specific response to diet and activity and adjusts based on whatever your personal needs and goals are. Stick around and learn the steps to this process with a lot of actionable advice and a really cool gift that Angelo offered all of our listeners. Before we go on to today's interview, let me remind you that this show is a labor of love which I do in my spare time. My current day job, besides my health practice, is running a company where we help doctors and other practicing health professionals become better entrepreneurs, allowing them to serve more patients and provide a better life for their families. If you're a health professional or you know of an amazing doctor, dentist, chiro, or any other practicing doctor who deserves to be doing better in business, check out pgformula.com. This episode is sponsored and produced by podcastinabox.co. I remember when I first launched my podcast, I had been thinking about doing it for years. I had read two books on the subject and signed up for an online course, and I still did not launch that podcast. You see, back then I was running a busy stem cell practice, teaching at university, and traveling for conferences, so it is hard to find the time to start and maintain a new project like this podcast, which is where Podcast in a Box came in. The team at Podcast in a Box handled everything, and I mean everything that had to do with planning, launching, editing, publishing, and marketing the podcast. Because proper podcasting is not just about buying a microphone and rambling on. There is so much more than that. If you're a busy doctor, lawyer, accountant, business owner, or really anyone looking to build a personal brand to instill trust in your clients so they will want to buy your products or services, but you don't have the time or desire to learn the technical side of podcasting, Podcast in a Box might be right for you. To find out more and see if your idea is worthy of a podcast, just head on over to podcastinabox.co and click on the appropriate button. When prompted, make sure to mention Dr. E's Highway to Health show and the How Did He Hear About Us section. In any case, let's get back to the episode. In it, you will learn why Angelo is the expert that Olympic athletes, NFL players, professional bodybuilders, movie stars, and other super high-profile people turn to when they need to up their game and improve their physique and performance. Despite his incredible background and expertise, Angelo is a very down-to-earth guy, and we had a really fun and light conversation. No technical jargon here. Just clear, concise recommendations you can start applying right now. In fact, I have already been applying some of his recommendations as we recorded this interview. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Angelo Polly. And remember, you are on the highway to health, and I'm your guide to get you there. Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host, Dr. E. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Highway to Health Show. I am your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, and sitting virtually in front of me and also in lockdown at his home is Angelo Pauly. Angelo, how are you today? I'm actually doing very well. Ironically, the sun is shining and it's a beautiful day out here and I'm trying to stay positive. So (laughs) looking forward to this chat. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how do you get started in in this field of these physical transformations by accident. That's how, but I love it. And I'm thankful to be here. Um, I was just, you know, your everyday guy used to actually own a window washing business when I was 19. I was washing windows at a gym and I ended up having some very, very unique conversations that one thing led to another. I ended up getting into personal training. Um, From there, my story takes a more significant twist. I was uh, 22, 23, and I suffered a fairly uh, debilitating injury that put me out for about a decade. I was walking with a cane. And so during that time, I chose to either get out of the health and wellness and fitness industry or um, focus on really the strategy and the coaching aspect. 
And so I, I decided that I didn't want to leave the industry. I was passionate about this. So I stayed in it and I did a lot of remote coaching, which meant that I was able to work with a greater base of people, which meant extracting more data. I used that data to create models and, uh, and actually practical application to answer some of the tough questions about metabolism. Decade and a half, almost two decades later now, it's turned into this really, really great thing where we get to do high-level transformations with individuals and share the science of how our experts actually help people transform, whether that's high-level performance, whether it's aesthetic makeovers, and whether it's it's just weight loss and health for the, the average everyday person. And we're having a blast. Gotcha. So that's, that's super interesting. Uh, why do you think before we get into like the specifics of the, of, of the transformations, why do you think that as a society, we are struggling so much with our bodies and with our health overall, because transformation, especially what you're currently doing, it's not just for aesthetics. Of course, the aesthetics improve, but, but really most people need it for metabolic and, and survival reasons. So why do you think we're struggling so much in that? Well, we could have 10 spinoff podcasts just on this one topic. Uh, you know, I mean, we could even bring into societal aspects and culture and si psychological, but um, the area that I am hoping to impact the most is the educational aspect. And that is simply understanding the science behind. And so, um, for example, we do nutrition and fitness, but you'll find that as we talk today and when I talk with anyone, I'm almost always focused on the nutritional aspect. Is it because nutrition is more important than the exercise? No, they're both important. It's that there's more mystery around how the nutritional sciences work and specifically the area of metabolism. That's where there's so much confusion out there. You know, you could go to 10 different doctors, your doctor, so I, hopefully you'll agree with me on this, but you go to 10 different doctors and say, hey doc, how do I, uh, how do I lose weight? You're going to get 10 different answers. That's the thing is there is no industry standard right now. And so basically at, at, at MetPro, which is short for metabolic profiling, the question we seek to answer is what is the right nutritional strategy for you today? And it's different for everyone because understanding what's healthy and unhealthy is a little bit clearer. Understanding what is going to trigger a fat loss response for you is a moving target. Uh, looking at someone else and saying, well, my neighbor is doing XYZ and having results, that it's, I liken it to taking a Polaroid picture of someone dancing to learn how to do you know, the rumba or the salsa. You can't do it. It's a snapshot. We need to actually in real time assess how your body is responding and then build a strategic applicable strategy around that. Um, so education would be my answer because what I have found is that the greatest human motivator is results. And th there's this overwhelming, maybe I'm overstepping here, but here's this, this overwhelming kind of philosophy in the fitness industry anyway, that when somebody isn't at their peak or at living up to their potential, um, Maybe it's because they just, they're not willing to put in the, the hard work or they're just not willing to do what it takes. And, and don't get me wrong, that there is some of that floating around out there. But as an expert who's dieted now uh, almost 20,000 people over my career, I can tell you that by and large, that is not uh, the overwhelming accurate truth. By and large, people are willing to go the extra mile. They're willing to put in the effort but they require results in exchange. So when they do something, when they try something, when they are met with results, then they're all in, they're willing to keep going. It's when they haphazardly throw together a strategy that is not yielding results, of course we're gonna fade out. And so therein lies kind of the area I live. Yeah, and I think, I think a big part of the problem is we know what are the hard variables, right? So nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, avoiding certain things. But, but it's really, really hard to consider or to generalize everybody else's variables because it's not the same. And I always tell people like, what's the best diet? Well, it all depends. Who are you? What are your goals? What's your current status? What's your age? What's your, what's your sex? What's your ethnicity? What's, I mean, there are so many things that, that change. So for instance, I was born and raised in Mexico. My wife was born and raised here in Spain. 
we have completely different profiling in, in so many different regards. And, and I've been learning how to listen to my body. And she grew up here in Valencia where they eat rice, paella, like, you know, it's, it's the national food here. And I grew up eating corn tortillas because that's what we eat in Mexico, right? But if I eat rice, it, it doesn't serve me very well. I crash and those carbs just don't, don't suit me. But when she tried to do a super low carb diet, and we actually did a carnivore diet a couple of, a couple of months ago, I couldn't have felt better, but she didn't last five days on it. And, and, and she's the biggest willpower person I've met. And, and, and it, just, it just gives that idea of it's not the diet and it's not the person. It's just that we're not considering all these different variables. You're absolutely speaking my language. No, you hit the nail right on the head, Doc. Uh, that is it. Everyone's body is different. So that there is no what diet is best. That doesn't exist. So that is tantamount to walking into a mechanic's garage and saying, hey, you know, asking the mechanic, what's better, the screwdriver or the wrench? Because, you know, my neighbor uses a screwdriver and he says it's great. It's all about the right tool for the job. And that's what we try to equip people to understand. So I'd love to go into just a little, a little bit of the nuance and science behind how we can identify what is likely to work best for you. But um, but to, your, to your, your point, you just hit the nail on the head. It's really identifying. It's having a... Uh, a testing process to identify what's working, what's not. And that doesn't have to be a laboratory setting. That can be just a real life functional common sense setting. And that's, that's how you get from point A to point B. Exactly. Now in your experience and, you know, somebody who has worked with over 20,000 people in, in, in this regard, we know the obvious, right? So diet, exercise, whatnot, but, but what are, what are you finding are consistent roadblocks or challenges for people to actually start getting these results? Is it the conflicting information out there or is it that there's no lack of, of certainty in, in the, the information that they get? What is it? There are, I have seen every diet out there work. And so I get asked this all the time, you know, Mr. Poli, I know who you are. I know who you work with. I know what you do. What's the best diet? What's the best? And, uh, and here, here is the answer. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you straight. They all work. I've seen every single approach work. Now, that does not mean that they are all optimized for you or they're going to work for you right now. And I can prove that to you so you know that I'm not just, just talking to be talking. I'm always of the mind I want it to be logical, simple, and applicable. So for those, for those of our listeners today, you know, they're thinking, okay, well, I've tried a diet before and I've had mixed results. Um, have you ever tried the same diet twice? Here's what I can promise you. You did not get the exact same results twice. Your body adapts, it changes. So what we need to do is figure out what is going to work optimally for you now. And that, that applies whether you're you know, one of my pro-level athletes, one of my NFL players, one of my endurance uh, runners, marathoners who's trying to min-max and just hit the absolute you know, peak of human performance and you're messing with your macros and your intake levels. Or if you're someone who I, I've had the privilege of working with a number of people that have been on like The Biggest Loser and other, uh, other famous weight loss challenges, uh, and you've lost and gained 100 plus pounds multiple times. Regardless of which category you fa fall into, the important link that I, I believe is missing is understanding your metabolism and how it's responding. And so your metabolism adapts to your environment. So what I'm looking at is often you'll hear a lot of people who will talk about success they had on this program or that program. What I look for when somebody says, hey, am I there? Am I in maintenance mode now? Am I ready to be able to maintain this the rest of my life? I'm looking for two things. One, what you have to be doing is sustainable. And then within that sustainability, you may have people who argue, well, you know, eating only the back half of the day or eating only one macronutrient is sustainable for me. I would rather you get to the point where you can actually eat normal and maybe even splurge every once in a while and not undo all your hard work. And the only way to get there is to recondition your metabolism. And I'll, and I'll give you now actual application of that. So if I have somebody that myself or my experts are working with who says, look, I want to weigh male, female, it doesn't matter. We're just picking round numbers. I want to weigh 200 pounds. 
Um, so we have you know, 35, 40 pounds to lose, whatever the case is. I'm going to diet you down to 195, not 200. Because when you hit 200, you, you, that's not your weight yet. You don't own that. That's just a circumstance for the day. Likely, you're going to have implemented various models of restricting certain either macronutrients or calories or manipulating your metabolism in various ways to get there. And at that point, your metabolic rate is actually going to be on the slower side as it's trying to keep up. Now, by the time we diet you down to 195, I have you at a spot where I can now ask you to gain five pounds back. And by the way, that doesn't have to be five pounds of fat. We can put five pounds of muscle on, right? While reconditioning your metabolism to greater and greater intake to where now you hit 200, now you can actually sustain it because you've conditioned yourself to more calories, more intake. You know, obviously this doesn't mean now you can go and eat pizza and beer every night. That's not the idea here. But the idea is managing your metabolism. So that if one day you want to have a pizza, you can do it without guilt and without, you know, undoing everything that you've been working for. We should have that metabolic flexibility. Our bodies should be capable of doing that. Uh, and actually they are if we haven't really pushed them to the limits that we are normally pushing them at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just understand this is where the education comes in. So people, you know, 80, 85, 88% of clients that we work with um, hire us for weight loss. That said, we're not a weight loss company. I dieted professional physique athletes for years. It just so happens that the same science applies regardless of which direction, which side of the field you're on. So a lot of people are asked, you know, what's the difference between, okay, two grandfather techniques, calorie restriction or carbohydrate restriction. Um, they're both viable. They both work, but they are going to work to the degree that they are imposing new parameters or forcing change in your body. So in other words, here's the take-home message. If you are someone who has been restricting calories and you're still not at the body weight or circumstance you want to be at, restricting just a little more is unlikely to represent enough of a change to significantly impact that. So what we're looking for is not necessarily uh, what the most potent tool is, it's what the most applicable tool for you is. And oh, by the way, we might be able to cycle back to a tool that's not working currently that will work again in the future once we get your body back into a place where metabolically you can accept that. And so, so what we do is our, our experts start with basically five areas. And each area is applicable and, and everyone can think of ways to apply this in their own life. But the areas are, are we look at body type and goal. We look at lifestyle. We identify whether you're strategic or metabolic. And maybe we can talk a little about that. We look at your nutrition, history, and baseline testing. That's where the magic happens. And then we look at your psychological profile and, and what that tells us about steps you need to take to really transform. Those are definitely things that I do want to get into. But before we do that, I want to serve the person who's actually listening to us right now and saying like, well, you know what? I don't know if I want to invest and I want to go work with these guys. What, what do you think is, is the one thing that somebody who's listening to this right now could start doing in order to start figuring out what is the next step they should be doing in order to transform themselves and their bodies. That's actually what we do in all five of these steps. All, all five of these steps, you're, we're going to be able to um, have take-home messages for exactly what you can do tomorrow. And they're roughly ranked in order of where you should start. Well, that's great. So sorry to interrupt you. That means that people will be able to actually grab your program and start doing some of it right now. That's that's what we do. That's what we do. We educate. And so that's what I want to do right now. Oh my God. I should, I should charge more for this podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yes. All right, go for it. What's the first one? So the first one is goal setting. So um, this is what um, our experts do after years of evaluating people. And this is what you can do at home. So here's my definition of a good goal setting session. A goal setting session is all about deciding what you're not going to focus on first. That's what goal setting actually needs to be about because here's what's usual. And if you're, if you're sitting at home listening to this saying, yes, I've been trying to get in a little better shape for a while now and I'm doing quote unquote all the right things. I'm active. I'm eating clean, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm still not seeing the dial really move in whatever area you're trying to. 
specificity. So in order to ensure that your physiology changes, your, your, your body adapts, there has to be enough emphasis in one area to really move the dial. So in other words, I'm going to assume that if I were to ask someone, what are your goals? What I'm going to hear is, well, I want to have more energy. I want to be healthier. I want to be a little a better performance in the gym. I want to lean out. I want to lose a few pounds. And if that describes you, that, that great, because that describes almost everyone, right? That describes everyone. So now of those, what I'm going to boil it down to is here's what we can do. We can do one or two things really well. Now, it doesn't mean we ignore all the rest. It means that we put enough of our limited resources, and our limited resources are time and energy, into one or two of those objectives in order to really move the dial and make progress. Then we check it off, and then we move those objectives into our maintenance, and we move on to our next and our next and our next. And so I have this conversation a lot because people say, well, I really want to, you know, I really want to PR this particular area of performance in my personal athletics, um, and I also want to be 30 pounds lighter. And I say, that's great. We're going to do both which do you want to do first? Because if you hire me to help you do both of those, I'm going to give you a program that's going to look exceptionally different today. If you say, look, my first goal is I need to drop 30 pounds. That's it. Just take 30 pounds off of me. That, that meal plan, that training strategy is going to look completely different than if you say to me, you know, my performance is really my number one and I want to focus on that first. And, you know, there's going to be three months that I'm going to have an off season and I'd like to really focus on hitting my uh, ideal goal weight during those three months down the road. But right now I want performance to be the goal. So we need to really identify what your goal is. Now, here's the action step for the listeners that you asked for. Write down, if you're already a, a fitness or health enthusiast, write down a few days of your food logging. Just jot it down. No, don't get into explicit details. Just, you know, here's what I had for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Write down what you did for your exercise. Do it for about a week. And then Next time you are talking with one of your friends, pick any friend that's reasonable and intelligent, show it to them, and then ask them this question. Here's what I'm eating. Here's what I'm doing for my exercise. Can you tell what I'm trying to accomplish? Just ask them. Because you don't have, it doesn't have to be a fitness specialist. Because if your goal is to improve your marathon time, if your goal is to lose 60 pounds, even a non-health, non-doctor, non-fitness expert is going to be able to look at what you're eating and what, how you're exercising, and there should be enough of a theme to be able to say, well, yeah, you're trying to lose some weight, or yeah, you're trying to do this, or yeah, you're trying to improve that. And if they can't, your strategy, your goals may have a little bit of identity crisis and they may be, you may be doing a bunch of great things, but you could open up your cupboard and take all the organic healthy ingredients and dump them into, you know, a big colander, right? And it's not going to make the cake you want, right? It's just not going to happen. So maybe you can go back to that, those goal setting and choose with a little bit more specificity. Exactly. Uh, I, I think that a lot of the time people will get the one tactic that somebody else is doing and, and try that. And then they hear the other tactic that somebody else is doing and then they hear the other tactic that somebody else is doing. And one day they do Zumba and the other day they do CrossFit and the other day they do this. And then they wonder why they don't get anybody's results. It's like, well, because you're not doing any of them. You're doing trying to do a little bit of all of them instead of, of really focusing on one or the other. And, and and you're absolutely right. Before we move on to the next step, I do want to say that what you shared earlier, and it's something that I spoke to Dr. Glenn Livingston about uh, you know, several months ago here in the podcast, is that every single diet works because there's one thing that every single diet has. And it's a group of people who claim it's the only diet that worked for them. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. There's not a single diet book out there that says, well, nobody has had success with this, but it sounds really amazing and I'm sure it's sustainable. Uh -huh. Right? Yes. And, yes, absolutely. Uh huh. And so either these people are lying or there is no single perfect diet. Right. And that's something that I've, that I've said here more than once. And it's something that I do want to continue emphasizing because I've, 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 I've done veganism. I've done low carb. I've done, uh, you know, keto. I've done bulletproof. I've done paleo. I've done carnivore. And 
and, and, and they all serve different purposes and right. they've all served me in different levels during different periods of my life. Um, and, and I think that most people who have experienced them can, can get the same thing from them. So, all right, we've got number one to set some goals and to be very clear about what you don't want is lack of specificity. You don't want it to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to go after eight goals at one time. You're going to accomplish none of them. I have to have a very sharp strategy and then I absolutely see progress. The second area is lifestyle. And I'll, and I'll boil this down to just a few simple actionables. So we day in and day out help people to understand that results, when somebody says define what it means to have a routine that will allow me to be successful all ongoing. And here is my personal definition of that is a routine that can persist through crisis. So what's unique about the crisis we have now, and obviously there are people who have been uh, significantly impacted by w- w- what's going around now and, uh, and, and my heart, our hearts absolutely break for them. But the difference now is we are experiencing as really a global community, a shared crisis, but crisis is not something new to individuals. We have health issues, we lose loved ones. So we have all undergone personal and individual crises, what we're dealing with now is a shared crisis. Finding ways to every time a crisis pops up in our life, no matter what it is, a health circumstance for you, a a job scenario for you, a, a career thing, a family thing, when things pop up, what happens is, and let's, let's be honest, your personal health and fitness routine doesn't get to stay in first place, your number one priority in life. It just, uh, there's lots of people that, you know, pie in the sky that say, oh, your health, you always, you have to put yourself first and, you know, rose colored glasses. Well, this is the business I'm in. And I'm just saying, that's not the reality. Sometimes you have to just survive. That's the, the human nature element to it. It's okay, I don't have time to deal with that right now. I have to focus on this. So instead of it dropping down a level or two, it drops off the map. And that you can't let happen. Because whatever crisis you're dealing with, it's going to exacerbate it. If now you're also dealing with not taking care of your physical well-being at the same time. So just balance there. Just balance. So lifestyle. Are you someone who is, um, do you take meals socially? That's the number one question. It seems odd. I mean, people call us up and like, well, I thought you were going to want to know about my height, weight, and activity level. Yeah, we want to know that also. But right now, what I want to know is, um, do you go out to eat with your friends? Do you uh, take meals socially? Do you eat more at home? What time do you go to bed? How many members of your family are there? Do you have kids in the household? Those are all the things that's going to help us to effectively use strategies. Um, Here's a strategy that I love. Uh, A lot of people who've listened to any of my education know that I like using snacks, um, but it's not for the reason you'd think. You know why I use snacks? Because you don't eat them socially. You don't make a date to go out with your friends or have a business uh, appointment to eat your afternoon snack. That's why. So here's what I've found over 20 years of doing this. That's my leverage point. Like, okay, if I can't 100% control what's happening at this meal or that meal, I can sure as heck control what happens at 2.30 in the afternoon. If I ask you, look, can you, can you eat half an apple? Can, can you have some you know, rice cakes and almond butter? Can you do some you know, nuts and raisins? Whatever, whatever we, you know, our, our, our strategy is for that snack. Of co- what's your answer going to be? Of course it's going to be yes. If your answer isn't yes, you know, you're really not at a place where you want to change something in your life because that's, that's easy to do. So figuring out where we have our leverage points. And if I have you filled up on quality snacks, then it's going to be easier to manage and not let lunches and dinners become runaway trains. So that's why I like to use snacks and how much we use them, how much we lean into that is really going to depend on your unique circumstance, your lifestyle. Um, Outside of this pandemic that we're dealing with, some people travel a lot. Some people don't travel much at all. Uh, And so there's no right or wrong. It's simply a matter of identifying where you live and applying some simple principles. So um, along with our theme here for every level here, wanting to give something applicable, if I could give you, if you're just a, a, someone who's casually interested in improving your health and you want one actionable item, one disruptive behavior, here's my assignment to you. 
in the morning when you have breakfast, I want you to prepare an afternoon snack. Anything healthy, anything clean, just not something that's highly processed or you know a, a clean food. If you can do that one thing, you will have succeeded in what I have found is the most disruptive in a good way behavior, the most return on the least amount of effort you can make in your life starting tomorrow. Here's why. It's a trick. It's a trick. See, because I said when you make breakfast in the morning, so I'm getting a, a two for one deal because I know you're going to have breakfast in the morning. Most people will eat breakfast. That's what I was going to say. Like you're, you're cheating right there. I'm cheating right there. I'm not, I'm not above that, right? I'll stoop to this level. You're already having breakfast, right? Okay. Now you're going to prepare an afternoon snack. So now here's what's happening. I know you're having breakfast, so you're not going to skip lunch. Most people don't skip lunch because if you have breakfast, it turns your metabolism on and you have actually more appetite for lunch. But you know that you've made a promise to Angelo, me, that you're going to have that afternoon snack. So at lunch, you're not going to go crazy because you know you're going to eat something in the afternoon. So now I've got three, three marks. Here, breakfast, we got taken care of. Lunch is going to be reasonable. Afternoon, now we go a lot longer between lunch and dinner from most, most uh, people do. Uh, breakfast and lunch, four to five hours in between on average. Lunch to dinner, anywhere from five to eight hours is more typical. So now we're satisfying some of that low blood sugar response that may be happening subtly in the background where you not even enough to realize it, but at dinner, you just notice you may not have as much willpower as during other meals. If that describes you, it could be subtly that there's a blood sugar component that's going to be largely mitigated by a healthy afternoon snack, which means you're not as ravenous going into dinner, which means now nighttime snacking, which is where a lot of people have issues, will be easier to manage. And so see what we're doing is we're doing one small thing, one tiny little step that's going to take you 90 seconds in the morning. That's going to have a disruptive cascade of positive effects on your day. So from the lifestyle aspect, if you can do just one thing for me tomorrow, I want you to start preparing an afternoon snack. And now this is the part in the interview where I take advantage of the expert that I have in front of me and <laughs> use this as free consulting. What would be one or two examples of a healthy, clean snack? We track data on people. And what that enables us to do is identify surprising truths and takeaways. Um, and so here's a surprising takeaway. Typically, what stops someone from having a snack is accessibility and items that are not portable and items that are highly perishable may be healthy, but they may not be the best choice. So there are fruits that are going to last a little bit longer than others. Uh, things like raisins and nuts, things like rice cakes and almond butter or peanut butter, things like jerky, um, turkey jerky. These are just highly accessible and lower perishability items that travel well. Um, they may not be the gourmet meal you want, but they're practical and effective. You, you got my buy-in when you said jerky. I was like, okay, I got it. I'm <laughs> <Right> done. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So we've got some, some pretty cool examples, and I'm sure that my wife is going to love that whole fruit and nuts thing. Uh, she puts nuts in everything. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, she's, she won't have any issues with that. So what's the third step? Strategic versus metabolic. So how do we identify which category we're in? And I'll give you a hint. Everybody qualifies for both categories in different seasons and under different circumstances. But at MetPro, what we categorize strategic versus metabolic is whether somebody is basically lacking the direction and winning strategy in their day-to-day -day routine to see results or whether it's a metabolic challenge where they actually have to change how their metabolism is working. And so here's how you know the difference. Uh, if you're somebody who's uh, eating clean and exercising regularly without getting too nuanced, you know, you're not excessive, but you're putting forth effort to eat clean and exercise regularly. Um, and when you do that, you get re the results that you want. You are strategic. And oh, by the way, that represents probably 70% of the population day one is simply eating clean, exercising regular, you're going to start to see results. The problem is that we are all crucially busy and tied up and distracted and finding a way to 
adopt a routine of consistent clean eating and regular exercise is very difficult. There's a strategic element. You don't wake up and say, you know, I really want to be a lawyer. I really want to be a doctor. And because I want it bad enough tomorrow, I I am it. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and say, I want to be healthy and fit. And tomorrow, wake up with all the knowledge, skill set, and tools that's going to enable you to most effectively get there. That's going to take time and effort and research. And by the way, not as much time and effort and research as it does to become a doctor or a lawyer, but it does take stepping out of the norm. And so those strategy and lifestyle techniques are critical. And so that's what we, we define where somebody falls under the strategic category, and that is how do we help? People will say to me, Angela, I know what I should be eating. I know what I should be doing for exercise. And I say to them, I know you do. Here's what my job is. My job is to help you execute those strategies quicker. It's all about speed. Because if it takes three hours out of your day to execute on that strategy, that's not sustainable. What about a mom? And she's got two or three kids and then and, and the husband and they both work and they have to drive them to after school activities. And that's when people realize that, you know what, it sounds really, really cool, this whole meal prepping thing that you that you mentioned, but I don't have the time to do it. So the first the first meal that I recommend is people already say, well, where do you start? And everybody's expecting me to say, well, I want you to do breakfast. No, that's the second meal. The first meal, meal that I recommend is I want you to get in the habit of creating a mid-afternoon snack, build a mid-afternoon snack, something simple. Second one is breakfast. And now what we've done, now all you have to do is you have to make good choices at lunch and dinner good choices at lunch and dinner. Now decide at lunch and dinner, are you going to focus on calorie control or carbohydrate control? I recommend your breakfast and your afternoon snack be balanced as a starting point, right? Just general. Um, and then use lunch and dinner as levers if you want to manage calorie intake or manage carbohydrate intake. And right out of the gate, even a novice at dieting or nutrition can begin implementing some higher level strategy. Um, and it, it's, it's a starting point for anyone. But then there's the metabolic. What if you're sitting at home, you're listening to this and getting somewhat irritated because you're going, yeah, 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 Angelo, I, I exercise regularly. I eat very clean. In fact, I'm on a fairly stringent diet and I'm still not seeing the progress that I want. That's different. That's the trainer's fault. That's the trainer's fault. <laughs> so that means that metabolically, your body has done its biological job and it has acclimated to what you are currently eating and your current activity level. And there is, and I need you guys to hear this. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You haven't done something wrong. This isn't your failing. This is simply your, the biological response of your body acclimating to what you are currently doing. And it's keeping you alive. It's keeping you in what we call homeostasis. So now what you have to do is you have to introduce a variable. And this is why the whole thing, well, cyclical fasting is the best way to lose weight. No, ketogenic is the best way to lose weight. No, calorie control is the best way to lose weight. No, it's all about identifying where you're at and what's creating homeostasis today. And now with at least some strategy and some baseline, making an educated decision about what leverage point is going to produce the greatest return for you. And so that's where the metabolic comes in. And yes, that's where having an expert to help can definitely guide you. If you're implementing a strategy that is near and dear to your heart, but it is not producing the results that you currently want, there are more tools out there and different ways to approach it. And so we start looking for those basic grandfather techniques. That's where the metabolic comes in. And that'll dovetail into your nutrition and how to baseline test to identify what may or may not work for you. And everybody can do this. So for years, uh, I've been dieting people and the old model, you know, 10 years ago is, okay, I'm going to scratch on a piece of paper, eat this call me in six weeks, let me know how it went, right? Uh, and then six weeks later, like, cool, it's working. Or six weeks later, it's like, well, we wasted six weeks. Let's try again. Here's another six weeks. Uh, technology has advanced a little. 
our understanding has advanced advanced a little. So now, um, as far as what we do at MetPro, we have that process down to 72-hour reevaluation windows, so we don't waste time. We really get to it. Now, I know a lot of experts are going to say, Angela, you can't possibly know what is or isn't going to work in 72 hours, and you are correct. But now that we have some technology involved, we're able to get enough of a baseline test to identify steps and small tweaks to start making as quick as every 72 hours until we identify what is and isn't working. So here's how we do that. We put everyone on based on their demographics. So in other words, activity level, body type, age, etc. We put them on baseline meal plans and they're boring. And that's the idea. They're standard. They're okay. Here's what you're having for breakfast. Here's what you're having for lunch. Here's what you're having for dinner. But here's the beauty of them. I know exactly how many calories you're eating. I know exactly what the macronutrient breakdown is. I know the timing, the glycemic load, every facet of what you have ingested for that day. And I know how 10,000 other people eating that exact meal plan have responded with you in your circumstance. And so now, a few days later, I can say to you, here's how your body has responded. You followed this template meal plan. The last 10,000 people who followed it had this average response. They lost 0.46 pounds in 72 hours, or whatever the case is, right? Here's how you responded, and here's what that means. It means that I'm going to now have news for you. And I, I can't control whether it's good news. I can't control whether it's bad news. My job is to give you accurate news. And based on that news, strategy based on what we've learned about you. So it may be coming back and saying, Dr. E, guess what? You have a fast metabolism or you have an average metabolism. Or here's what the data shows me. Based on what I'm seeing, your metabolism is very slow. And that's not a death sentence. We can fix it. But knowing that, here's the changes to our strategy we're going to make. And so that's what baseline testing is. So at MetPro, yes, we use a very technical baseline testing protocol that's evaluated but with an expert. But it doesn't have to be technical. You can simply say, I'm going to eat a balanced meal plan, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a healthy snack. And I'm going to do this for four, five, six days. And I'm going to then see, okay. Here's how my body responded. I know how many calories I ate. I know what the macronutrient load and how it was broken down over the day. Here's how my body's responding. And then you can make some decisions. Wow, my body's actually responding to this. And if you're starting to lose weight, don't say, well, if a little is good, a lot is better. That doesn't work. Change nothing. If it's working, even if it's working slow, change nothing because your body's going to acclimate to it soon enough. So you want to keep that ace in the hole, whether it's calorie manipulation or carbohydrate manipulation, you can always play that card later when you need to, but it comes back down to tracking data and analytics. And then when you have a day that's not perfect, you're not surprised if your numbers are showing you something a little different, right? <laughs> exactly. And now that you mentioned that about the, the two variables that you can work with, that's that's also interesting, and I don't know if this if this is the case, but once you start manipulating either calories and or carbohydrates, then you can go back and forth, right? Correct. You, you manipulate one and you start getting results, and then when you stop getting results, you manipulate the other one, and, and you go back and forth. You don't just keep decreasing calories, and suddenly you're eating 500 calories for a day. Right? Now you're now you're you're uncovering my secrets. That that's how it's done, and I, I'm not I'm not the guy that invented this. So so the physique industry, the bodybuilding world, they have been using this strategy for yeah, years. The, what they call it the the carb cycling, right. the carb loading and so on, right? The problem is that it's been presented to people in such a foreign way. It's such an extreme way that it's not palatable or applicable for the average person. Not even me. And I'm obviously a fitness enthusiast, but you know, I'm, I'm not interested in the regiment of a professional bodybuilder. What I am interested in is applying the science to the degree reasonable in my own life to get the best result I want. Some people, well, I don't want to go, you know, I, I only want to do 60 miles an hour on the freeway. I don't want to do 120. Well, it doesn't mean you want to, you know, get in a car that takes you three hours to get to 60. You want to get where you're going as quickly as possible, which means you always need to insist on the absolute best science. And then that dovetail kind of to put a cap on it. The last area is psychological profile motivation. You cannot separate the mind and the body. It works all as one. 
I'm not a psychologist, and I, I definitely wouldn't claim to wear that hat. I'm sure you know a lot more about this than I do, Dr. E, but, uh, but we put people into three basic categories, which I know to some people is a huge oversimplification, but I, I like to at least put people into the category of, do you thrive under a mentoring relationship? In other words, here's your strategy, but when you have a support group, or somebody that you're accountable to, or somebody that you're sharing that experience and that journey with, you thrive. Then there's people, and I'm in this category, that thrive when they understand the why. I want an instructor. I want someone to teach me. I'll do anything if they can explain intelligently why I'm doing it. And then there's a third category of people. And by the way, you can fall into all three categories at different times. Then there's a third category of people who they do great, but they do their best when they are invited to a challenge. So it doesn't change the science. Here's what it changes. It means that if you were my client, Dr. E, I might call you up and say, hey, I am so proud of you. I saw that you ate this for lunch yesterday and this for lunch the day before, and I know you can do it again today. Keep up the good work if you were in category one. Or I might call you up and I say, I see you ate this for lunch yesterday. Let me tell you why that's working so good. Let's explain the science behind that macronutrient breakdown and what you're seeing. Or you're in category C, where I call you up and I say, hey, here's what I ate today. See if you can do better. <laughs> Same science, different approach, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure, and and that's and that's the thing that we need to understand that every single person, not only not only metabolic res, responds better to what we're inputting in terms of food, but we also respond differently in terms of our motivation and in terms of what works for one or the other. And and you hear that a lot when people say like how how did you how did you get in shape? And and some of them will say exactly that. And like well, I saw somebody else was doing it, and I figured it could be that hard. And, and someone else will say, you know what, I just, I just realized that I, I needed to do this in order to live longer. And, and it's, it's just as valid. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do it this way. It just means whatever, whatever it takes for you to actually apply these things and sustain them. And I'm just going to give you a complete way off topic sidebar um, to kind of put a cap on this. I, you know, I, I have had the privilege of working with thousands and thousands of people. Believe it or not, the most memorable aren't the 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 pro athletes or the celebrities, the most memorable are the grandparents and the just everyday folks who have regained their health and their life because of being able to apply basic principles. And those are the people that years later, I still have contact with. They're still my, my friends. They're still family to me. And that's, you know, that, that's what it's all about. That's, that's why we're here. That's amazing, Angela. And you know what? Before we say goodbye, I do want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. I've, I've shared this before in the podcast and my mom struggled for her entire life with, with her weight. And I realized how much of a burden it was for her and, and indirectly and even directly for the rest of us and even in her marriage uh, to my dad. And, and it, it, was, it was just shocking and sad to see her try so many diets. And, and, and honestly, people saw her and probably thought, well, yeah, look at her. She just eats salads in public and she probably stuffs her face. And, and in reality, that wasn't, that wasn't really the case. And, and, and that, was, that was painful to watch and that was painful to, to see and not having the tools to help her really, really disempowered her and, and, and affected her for, for, for so many years. So the fact that you're doing this and you're dedicating your life to educating people and empowering them and giving them the tools to take control of their life is, is incredibly valuable and it means a lot to me. And so I do want to acknowledge you for, for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. So kind of you to say. I would like to invite, uh, if it's okay, um, I, I, I'd like to uh, invite the audience to uh, a, a free conversation, especially right now during the, you know, the pandemic that's going on. Uh, if, even if your circumstance doesn't allow you to, to join our team at this point, uh, we would like to still provide just as the public service for those of your listeners who are like, you know, I'm really interested in one or two of the areas that you guys talked about. I'd like to see how it's most applicable to me. Um, metpro.co forward slash highway to health, metpro.co 
forward slash highway to health. And you can actually talk to what one of our experts and just share with them your circumstance and they'll give you absolutely free advice and, and, and pointers. And we would love to talk to you, especially right now. That's what we're doing uh, during this difficult time, trying to encourage people in any way we can. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's very generous. And I'll make sure to link to that in the show notes and in the description. And you guys know the drill. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, the description, just scroll down. Same thing on your podcast app. You scroll down and you can see the link and you can tap right there and take advantage of this uh, very, very generous offer and, and just learn and, and get empowered and, and take advantage of these, of these different opportunities. Uh, Angelo, thank you once again so much for, for tuning in. And besides uh, MetPro, where can people find out more about you? Oh man! Well, you can go to metpro.co and find out lots, lots about me. Uh, I, I like to write and blog and uh, do lots of these podcasts. So if if you look us up online, you're going to find lots of resources and links. Either looking me up, uh, Angelo Poli, or or uh, metpro.co is the primary resource, and hopefully be able to take away uh, at least something as we talked about today that's applicable that you can implement immediately in your life and hopefully see some benefit. That's amazing. Thank you so much once again for joining us. Uh, For everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you here next week. Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? Please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to dre.show. Again, that's dre.show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Angelo Polly. I promised you in the intro that there would be tons of actionable advice, and I trust you found that to be true. What was your favorite takeaway? Tag me on Instagram or connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think. And by the way, remember that you can find the links to everything we discussed in this episode in the show notes. Just scroll down to this episode's description on your podcast app and tap on the appropriate link. Speaking of links, Angelo offered all of you guys, all of our listeners, a complimentary metabolic profiling assessment and a free 30-minute consultation with one of his MedPro experts. Yes, you not only get the assessment, but you also get to speak with a metabolic expert to discuss your metabolic profile and to receive actionable steps towards achieving your goals. To claim this limited time offer, head on over to metpro.co forward slash highway to health today and claim this offer. Remember that's metpro.co forward slash highway to health. And while you're at it, remember to also check out podcastinabox.co for all your podcasting needs. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to grow a personal brand and instill trust in your clients, there is no better way to do it than with a podcast. To learn how the team at Podcast in a Box can help you do just that, simply head on over to podcastinabox.co and find out more. Oh, and if you already have a podcast but find it hard and time-consuming to keep up, they can help you with that as well. Seriously, they're amazing. Just head on over to podcastinabox.co and let them know that Dr. E sent you. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You've been listening to Angelo Polly and Dr. E talk about your metabolic profile. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you here next week. And remember, you are on the highway to health and I'm your guide to get you there.